got to know when to hold them Know when to fold them Know when to walk away And know when to run Kenny Rogers with not just some sound gambling advice, but some sound life advice. This is the Degenerate Podcast on the Times Yours Podcast Network. I'm Spike Eskin with a handicapper that is licking his wounds after an unsuccessful three-team tease last week. I liked it, buddy. Fanasaurus, how are you, sir? I am good. I've been better, but I am good. How are you? <laughs> it had, that's why they call it gambling and not working, right? You don't automatically get paid. So last week was a, a bit of a disaster. It didn't help that, I mean, by the time we got to Monday night, it was done anyway. But I'll tell you, man, and so, you know, the Aaron Rodgers injury, you know, hurts the whole thing. But I'll tell you, the thing about Seattle that makes me nervous moving forward is I think they're good, but they're behind too much. They're, they're behind, it seems like, every week. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it, it was one of those games where, you know, the we had the, the 1 o'clock game, the early game, which was the over um, in San Diego, Washington, and that and that got there fairly easily. We were we were covering that um, in the fourth quarter, so there was no sweat there. Um, but yeah, that Seattle game, I, I watched that. I sat down, put the Eagles game on, was watching it, and the first, literally the first score update I saw from Seattle uh, was twenty-one to nothing, and I said, "Oh my gosh, they're losing twenty-one nothing in the second quarter." I was like, "All right, all right, this this one's over." But miraculously, you know, they did fight back and and they did win the game. But yeah, I mean, they—I they, don't know what's going on with them. It seems like it's every week, man. It's like yeah, it's I mean, every it's week. Offense, yeah, like the defense is is solid, but yeah, I don't know. Every week, it's like, well, either they can't score enough, or I don't know. Are they just in a fog? Like uh, maybe they're sleepwalking. They just know they got this, and they just have to beat, you know, beat a couple teams along the way that'll that'll challenge them, and then they'll be good to go for the playoffs. But they well, gotta, they gotta I wake hope- up. Yeah, I hope not, because they're in a tough division. I mean, the, the, the 49ers are only a game behind in that division. And, and the, the whole benefit, and we don't have to make this, you know, this is about gambling and not about football in general, but the whole advantage for Seattle, their biggest advantage is that their home field is so great. And if, if they end up being a wild card, not winning that division, well, then that home field is not going to matter in the NFC Championship game. I mean, the, the whole end game for Seattle, to me, is having that NFC Championship game in Seattle. And they they don't seem like a team to me that is, what's the word I'm looking for? That is just sort of resting on their laurels, you know? I mean, they're, they're not a some sort of dominant dynasty team that can just sort of coast its way into the playoffs. So I, I don't know. I, to me, it's the offense that's the, the problem. I mean, it, to me, the offense is the thing that sleepwalks a little bit through all this. But I don't know. We'll see. And then, obviously, Aaron Rodgers getting hurt on Monday night didn't help with the, the third game of the teaser, which didn't ended up not mattering anyway. But still, I mean, that you can't really account for those things happening. So, Yeah, I mean, once you, once you get to that point, I mean, we had already lost the, the teaser. But, you know, when, when the number one guy on the team, you know, goes down, the quarterback is out in the first quarter. The quarterback must go down hard. He went down and he broke his collarbone and it was it. And then they just, you know, that's a that's a big blow to a team, you know, losing their even if it was a home game, it was Monday night, but it's still, you know, that's a that's just a kick in the head when when your when your main guy goes down. So yeah, and it's not really anything you can plan for. Nah, so now nah, you can't handicap stuff like that. So that that stuff happens, and you just got to roll with the punches on those. But yeah, picking the wrong side and is different than picking a team that just lost their best player. So you can't really factor that as a bad handicap. It's just unfortunate luck. The uh, the one thing that is certainly worth mentioning is that the other two games I brought up did win. So I, that's the only thing I did. Well, 
that's uh, yeah. Well, Seattle didn't. They didn't cover. Well, no, no, no. The other two. The other two last week. I mean, I thought I brought up Cleveland and New England as two games. Oh yeah, now, yeah. So yep, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. But that's true. that said, I don't have the pressure of actually picking the three team teasers. So <laughs> it's a lot easier for me to go. Yeah, hey, how about this one? And then if it doesn't win, I don't have to mention it the next week. So. And so that said, before we get to our three-team teaser this week, I thought a couple of things, well, you thought a couple of things worth mentioning, and I'd agree, is we saw the line for the Packers-Eagles game, the early line before Rodgers got hurt, was right around 9, 9.5, 10, and then Rodgers gets hurt and it drops to 2, 2.5, depending on where you're looking at it. Now at 1 in a lot of places, it's still Packers' favorite, but I wouldn't imagine, I wouldn't be surprised if that swings. It really shows how much a, 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 a star player can mean, depending on position, to a team in terms of point spread. Um, yeah, and that, that's that's very true with uh, the top, you know, the top-rated quarterbacks. Anyone like a, a you know, an, an A quarterback like Manning, Breeze, uh, even Tom Brady, still at this point. Um, Rogers, obviously, he's probably the biggest, uh, the biggest one out there. Um, you know, when when the early lines came out, uh, they post what they call look-ahead lines, which is basically you can bet next week's games before next week happens, like uh, before Sunday's games of Week Nine. People put lines out for Week Ten, right? Um, and that early line, unfortunately for the Eagles, there wasn't one to base it on because the Eagles quarterback scenario was in, in question at that point. But after the Eagles game was over, they put out a line. The first one I saw, and I think I tweeted it out um, when I saw it, was Packers 10, Packers minus 10. And that was before the game, obviously. Uh, and then Rodgers gets hurt. They take the game off the board, um, which means they're not taking any action on either side when they take a game off the board. And then they reopened it or, or, or reposted the game with a line of, <clears throat> I think I saw one and a half. It's, it's, it's in different areas right now. Um, one, one and a half, two, depending on where you're at. But yeah, I mean that's an eight point swing, and that's that's uh, you know that's a pretty large move for one player. But um, he's so integral to their team and to their offense, and and as a leader, um, that's just and that's just going to factor into the line. And it's also just another domino in the Packers' injury woes this year. I mean they right. lost Michael Finley, they lost Randall Cobb. Um, They've lost Matthews uh, on defense uh, for a while, so now Rodgers is out. It's, it's just like a lot of injuries for them is piling up, and I don't know if it's going to be too many to overcome. You know, if Rodgers can come back, maybe he can make a push for them in the playoffs um, if he's back in time. I, I'm, I have him on my fantasy team, so I'm a little concerned about how soon he gets back. Oh, goodness. And, uh, yeah, you're in trouble. Like, yeah, I'm seeing like you know they're saying well four weeks, six weeks, three weeks. I don't. I mean at this point, I don't think anyone knows. Um, but they're hoping he's ready for the at, at least the end of the NFL regular season and the playoffs. Um, for my fantasy team, I, I may have to look other ways. <laughs> yeah. Never make it that far. Um, but yeah, I mean the way that this all works is you know people use um, what's called a power rating. You know when they when they when they handicap or creating their own point spreads. Um, and what a what a handicapper would do, someone that does this professionally, and even some guys that do it on the side, you know, have have this have this um, methodology where they have each team rated with a number, you know. So, you know, for instance, you'll say the best team in the league is you know Denver, and their and their rating is you know a hundred, and they're the top team, and then everyone is down off of that based on how they rate um, <clears throat> against the top team. 
and then you have uh, home field advantage um, points. So they pretty much take the you know the power rating that they have and they factor in the home field advantage either you know for the team that's that's playing at home and then they do it they they subtract it and create what what they would call a, a general type of point spread and that would give them an indication of any games that are off skew of what they think and then they can look into those further so you know looking at some of the sites um for power ratings there's um there's a site called Don Best and Don Best is a um pretty common a uh, pretty popular um, handicapping site. They have services where you can, you know, they provide lines, they provide picks and things like that. But they're, they also have a, a line makers poll, which is basically what they think from a gambling perspective, um, what the power ratings are for each of these teams. And it's interesting in their uh, power rating for week 10, after last week's games were played, okay. Kansas City 8-0. So if you look at, at you know, Sites that list them by record or just by reputation of all oh, the Chiefs are undefeated, you know they're up in one, two, three, four range, um, depending on where you put the Broncos and and the 49ers and th- teams like that. They have uh, Kansas City interestingly at number 23, <laughs> so they're they're sort of saying you know this team is doing it on smoke and mirrors. Well, and that's why you see a line that comes out last week, which is initially surprising, but then when you see the game, it isn't. When Kansas City's you know a field goal favorite over a, a losing team in Buffalo going into the game with their ninth quarterback and Jeff Tool, an undrafted yeah. rookie. And it yeah. comes, you know, they, they won by a touchdown, but they had a struggle to win by that touchdown. So that that makes sense when you see a, a line like that, why they'd be lower on a power ranking like that. Yeah, and it, it happens, you know, it happened most recently with uh, with the NBA, with the Sixers, where they started off 3-0, and and then all of a sudden they're at the top of everyone's power ratings. Probably more as a joke, more, you know, more as just a, hey, why not do it now, because it's never going to happen again. But yeah. putting them as a, as a number one in the power rating and then, that Monday night, they open up and they're a, you know they're a dog, an underdog at home to the Warriors, and they get blown out. It's like you know they never were the number one team, and we all knew that. But you know, just I guess more of a whimsical thing, like hey, let's put them at the top. They were supposed to be horrible. They won three games. Give them the number one spot this week, and I'm sure they'll be back at the bottom uh, in a couple of weeks. But but yeah, so so every you know every handicapper has their own power rating. Some manage their own. You know, you can get them from multiple places, and that kind of gives you a good indication of of why that are off based on kind of what your ratings are, um, you know, and then you can look into those games further, make adjustments, and some people will adjust the Aaron Rodgers injury different. Maybe they say he's worth five points or he's worth seven or ten, depending on how you feel he fits into the offense. So, um, yeah, so power ratings are sort of the secret sauce of, uh, of handicappers when they go and they, they, they make picks or, or, or try and you know, figure out which teams are better than others, whether it's better betting futures bets uh, for like Super Bowl or division winners or, um, you know, betting a week-to-week uh, point spread, um, trying to figure out, well, which lines are off. And some of them are laid out there for public consumption. Like, oh, if you if you put the game at, you know, we said this before, like certain teams will get action no matter what. Right. You know, 49ers minus four is going to get a lot of public action in Vegas because there's a lot of 49er fans out there. Well, if you put it at four, uh, minus four is a, is you know, is a much different number than minus two because you cross over that minus three, which is sort of a key number. Um, you put it at four, the people are still going to bet the four. If you put it at two, they're still going to bet the two. So it doesn't matter where you put it for the Niners, someone's going to take that action. But um, they try to keep the lines tight and uh, and factoring in an injury like Rogers. And of course, we don't know this week how Seneca Wallace is going to do, uh, how he's going to handle the offense. So this first week will tell us, you know, how much of a drop off it it really is. Um, 
you know, for his injury going forward. We have a story on CBSPhilly.com. An NFL scout told a Packers writer that Seneca Wallace is, quote, horrible. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see on Sunday. Of course, this is, you know, this is all brewing up as Eagles fans. This is all brewing up for a loss. I mean, this is, this is I mean, if there was ever something that screamed the Eagles are going to lose on Sunday, this entire Aaron Rodgers, Seneca Wallace situation screams to me the Eagles are somehow going to lose. I, maybe I'm just yeah. scarred. It, for the the history of t- the, the time that I've spent here in the city, but it certainly feels like that's what we're shaping up to see. Yeah, it's a combination of you know we looked we looked pretty pretty sharp against the Raiders, and then now the team we're playing has their best player on the bench, and uh, you know we're ready to go in for some blood. But yeah, we we need to realize and step back that hey guys, you know we, we played well against the Raiders, but let's look back at the other games before that yeah. when we couldn't even get past the fifty yard line. So didn't um, score a touchdown for two games. So let's yeah. Exactly. yeah. So, you ready to get to today's teaser? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, so, what we do is Fantasource gives you a three-team teaser every week for the NFL. The way the teaser works is that you can swing the—you have to bet three games. You have to win all three games, but you can swing the line in your favor by 10 points, whether you bet the underdog, whether you bet the favorite, or whether you bet the total. So, you can swing the total in in your favor, whichever way you decide is your favor, whether you want to raise it or lower it. And then what Fantasource does is he rates his teaser on a scale of one to five bazaars, with five being the most confident, one being the least confident. Last week's was a three bizarre teaser, if I remember correctly, and that was a loser. Week before was a four bizarre teaser, which was a winner. So on the year, you are three and two, which I think is very respectable. This is Teasers are... By nature, I think sucker bets anyway, so I think you're doing a fantastic job with it anyway. So, uh, And the way we do it is he asked me sort of like a trivia question, one of the, the lead what's the, 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 the lead trends he's looking at in the, the, the game, and I try to guess which one it is looking at the, uh, the board of games. So, so let's do this. All right. All right so game one. So we're looking at a total in this first game, an over-under. Okay. So in this game... Uh, we have uh, two defenses coming in ranked in the bottom six in the league in defense. Okay. Uh, but the counter to that is these teams have offenses that are averaging a combined score that is seven points higher than the actual Vegas over-under for this game. Wow. So we have bad defenses, what we would think is good offenses, um, and we're going with a total in this game. Well... Hmm. To me, oh, yeesh. Huh. <laughs> this is really, is this Eagles-Packers? This is Eagles-Packers. There we go. This is Eagles-Packers. We okay. talked about it for a few minutes there prior. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, first I want to go on the record and say I do, I am aware that Seneca Wallace is the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers this week. Right. So I'm not, you know, want to make sure that's out there that I'm not, you know, people don't think I'm um, handicapping this game with a different guy behind center. But yeah, Seneca Wallace is the quarterback. Um, and yeah, I, I'm looking at this Eagles Packers game, and the total is 47. So I'm going to bring that down to 37, and I'm going to take the over. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I guess it remains to be seen what's going to happen with the Packers' offense, but, but. You know, the Eagles defense has got a lot of credit over the last five games, but has has really faced some bad offenses in the last five games, save for the Dallas game. You know, they're allowing, I guess, 18.5 points a game in the last 
five games, but you're talking about offenses like the Raiders and the Giants and the Bucks, which are all pretty terrible. So they could very well still be a bad defense. And the Packers secondary, the Packers pass defense is not very good. I mean, if there was ever a recipe for Nick Foles following up a big game with another big game, 37 seems inherently reachable to me. Yeah, and I think there, you know, normally when you have an injury as as big as Aaron Rodgers, there there's a an overreaction. You know, there's an overreaction to the replacement, and and you know, I, I, at least that's my perception. Um, and I think that this 47, um, if he, if Rodgers was playing, maybe this is 51. Maybe I don't know what it would be. Jeez, it, I would have guessed 56 if he was playing. Honestly, maybe. I mean, yeah. I, I was I was expecting if he was playing against this Eagles defense to you know throw up you know four touchdowns without a problem. Right. Um, and now you know there's a whole new factor with the Green Bay offense with Eddie Lacy, who is who's playing really well, and and he sort of turned into I think they're going to need to rely on him a little bit more, uh, but he looked really good on Monday night and sure had a good, a good run this season, um, you know, out of the backfield. Um, he really ha- has stepped it up, and I think they're going to need that because um, Wallace, like we said, is not a great quarterback. Um, and, you know, your your comment that one of the scouts said he was horrible <laughs> yeah. could be true. Horrible. Uh, yeah, bound, we'll see on Sunday. People, you know, he may, he may do okay. But really what we're looking for is, um, you know, we're looking for 37 points or actually, you know, 38 um, to get the over. So so we're looking for each team to get us 20. And I don't think that's a lot to ask with these offenses. You know, the Eagles, you know, on the road are averaging 34 points a game. And they're only getting 14 at home. So oh, the only answer to that, uh, that horrible offensive production at home is to, uh, is to level the link and just build a new stadium. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the, the common perception now is that that stadium is jinxed because it's been such a horrible run on home games for the Eagles. But, you know, we're on the road and you know, in Green Bay against a, you know, a weak Green Bay defense, uh, the Packers themselves, with Aaron Rodgers, of course, uh, were averaging 29 points a game. Uh, and I think that, you know, they can keep that up at least to get us in the 20s. Um, you know, the Eagles are 20, giving up 25 points a game on defense. They're 30th overall, believe it or not, um, 28th against the pass. We thought the Packers' de- pass defense was bad. The Eagles are, are actually worse, and they're 24th against the rush. So I, I can see, um, you know, Eddie Lacy having a decent day. Uh, and the Packers... 26th overall in defense. They're surrendering 23 points a game. Uh, they're 26th against the pass. So hopefully, you know, we can have a, a a little bit of a duplicate of last week with Foles. Maybe not seven touchdowns, but you know, the Raiders were 30th against the pass, and and we he kind of tore them up. So yep. um, what I'm thinking is if, if if the offense from last week plays like they did last week, they play this week, a little bit of a hurry up, get that Packers defense moving. Um, I think the Eagles can put up some points. Um, you know, a couple, a couple, you know, stats to throw out there is the average of all NFL games this season, the average score combined is 47 points a game. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, 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 that's right on the over-under number of the regular line, but we're dropping it down to 37. Um, and then through this season, there's been uh, when the line is over 47 in non-division games, the it's hitting at 26 and four over. Oh wow! So in non-division games, I, 
I, I tend to I tend to differentiate non-division versus division, just familiarity and, and things like that. So in non-division games, the over is hitting at 26 and four, which is 87 percent. So um, you know, a couple a couple things to to throw at us, um, you know, with with the Packers and the Eagles is um, when the Eagle for the Eagles that teams that play on the road. This is a little bit of a kludgy kind of stat, but I'll throw it to you. Teams playing on the road after scoring 49 or more points, the average score in their next game is 56 points. So oh, wow. It kind of tells you, like, this team has a good offense. They're back on the road, or they're on the road after a big win. They're still going to score some points. Maybe they're on some kind of high. I don't know. Um, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, and then for the Packers side, teams playing at home uh, against a team on back-to-back road games um, – 25 and one; those games are over. So, the, if you factor in the minus 10 points, so the Packers are in there are playing at home against a team that's on back-to-back road games. So that's the Eagles. So if you factor in the minus 10 teaser swing, that's hitting at 25 and one over um, this season. Wow! So there's a lot so yeah, pointing to pointing yeah, to lot, the over at 37. That way. And then just two other stats I'll throw out there: just general divisional stats. The NFC East in non-division games. They're averaging 56 points a game total. The NFC North in non-division games is averaging 52 points total. So these are two, you know, two scenarios where it fits in, you know, they fit in well with each other. You've got the NFC East playing a non-division team and then an NFC North team playing a non-division game. And I kind of see it as, as, you know, the Eagles look like they're clicking. Foles looked good last week. I'm not going to say he's the next, you know, Peyton Manning, but he looked pretty good, and I think he fits well in the offense. Um, and I think he used a lot of weapons last week. He used he used the guys he had, and he put some points up. And, and I'm thinking that's going to happen this week against the Packers. Both defenses are susceptible to being scored on. We've seen that uh, with the Eagles. We've seen that with the Packers um, giving up points. So I'm hoping that thinking both teams can get us in the 20s, we'll cover that 37-point uh, over-under, and we can uh, chalk that one up as a win, hopefully. All right, here we go. Game two. Game two. Okay. So game two. In this game, uh, we have one team that's in the bottom of the league in both offense and defense. Okay. And their opponent this week is also in the bottom third of the league in offense. And one stat, uh, final stat before you make your pick is, for one of these teams, if you bet on the opposing team every week using a 10-point teaser swing, you're 23-0-1 since the start of 2012. Oh, I think I know this one, sir. I think I know this one. Oh, oh, can I guess? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to say that we're going Titans minus one and a half. We are going Titans minus one and a half. Yes. And we are also going under 51. Oh. Wow. So the teaser, this is this. So this is teaser two and this is game two and three, really. Two and three, yes. Wow. So, okay. So, so the original line is Titans minus 11 and a half, and the over-under is 41. So we're going to yeah. raise that to 51, take the under, and we're going to lower the Titans line to one and a half and basically take them to win the game. Yes. That's wow. true. I like that. Yeah. I, I went into this, my first instinct was the under. Uh, I looked at the teams. I looked at the lack of offense from Jacksonville. I just looked at overall how can you know, when you bet a total, you got to think, well, how are they going to score or not score 
to keep it under or push it over. Right. And I just didn't see the offense coming from either team. And then the more I looked at it, the more I realized how bad Jacksonville is. I mean, they're just not, they're, they're just a bad team. And, and, and I think it'll just continue. They may win a game this year. They're 0 and 8. Well, now, um, now, by the way, Justin Blackman has gone for the year. Yeah. Their, their sole offensive weapon outside of MJD, exactly. who has not been a, a, a weapon all year, but Justin Blackman's gone for the year. Yeah, yeah, and, and so my first thought was that you know the Jaguars just they I don't think they can score enough points to put this game over fifty one. I mean they're averaging ten points a game. That's it. I mean they have seven offensive touchdowns on the season, and yeah they lost their best player, the best wide receiver. Uh, I'll say it's their best player, Justin Blackman. He's averaging one hundred and three yards receiving a game. Uh, other than that, they have nothing else. I mean they MJD who has been around there forever, is just having, you know, sort of a mediocre season. Um, and their their next best uh, receiver, you know, is Cecil Shorts, who had a decent beginning of the year, but he's nothing he's nothing to write home about. Blackman was actually a pretty talented player. Very. And, uh, and was a really up-and-coming star in the league, I think. And unfortunately, he's got some issues with substance abuse, and hopefully he gets all that figured out. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the stats and, and just thinking, how can they muster – enough points to to get us to get us over they just don't they just don't score you know they just don't score enough points um to get us you know to get us over that 51 they do give up a lot of points i'll give them that that's not you know they they have a horrible defense as well their offense is is as bad as their defense so they do surrender points but i'm looking at the titans and and i'm seeing that you know last week chris johnson had his best um game of the season he had 23 carries, 150 yards, and I think they're going to rely on him more uh, than for, rely on him more um, for offense than they than they have. They've been trying to get him going all season, and he, I think last week it finally clicked, and it was against a pretty good Rams defense. So I think what they're going to do is is get him more involved in the offense, and and that always helps the under when you're doing a lot of running um, and and keeping that clock moving. You know, Jake Locker's back. Uh, he didn't have a great game last week um, against. Against St. Louis, you know, he had 185 yards passing, two interceptions, no touchdowns. So, you know, maybe I'm thinking this will be a week where they can use Chris Johnson, get themselves a lead, and just just get out of there with another win. It's a home game, you know, and uh, in order for them to cover this 51, I think they got to put up at least 30 plus on their side, and I don't know if they can do that. Um, I just don't see how Jacksonville uh, can score. I mean, Chad Henney's he's ranked 32nd out of 35 QBs in the QBR ratings. There's 35 quarterbacks that qualify, uh, making, that have made multiple starts. He's one of them, and he's ranked 32nd. Um, they're averaging um, – they're giving up 161 rushing yards per game. That's dead last. Yes. So there's just a lot on the Jacksonville side that says they don't have the talent to win a game. They'll steal one probably by the end of the year. I don't think this will be the week, um, but at some point they'll probably win and not go 0 and 16. But I don't know. I just I, they went over to London, played the 49ers, and just got got blown out. It was 42 to 10, and um, you know. So I, I look at that, and then I look at Tennessee, and I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, how how are they going to push it over? And you know, they, none of their games have combined to be over 51 points this season. Um, and their and their defense is is pretty average. They're nineteenth overall. Uh they're twenty sixth against the rush. But, you know, the Jaguars are coming in with the worst passing, worst rushing offenses in the league. So I don't know if that's really gonna be something they could take advantage of. And they're horrible. Uh, 
they're just yeah, it's just not a good team. And and I don't know. I mean, is there? I don't. They're coming off of a bye week. Maybe that's something that can trigger some energy from the Jags. Maybe they figured something out. But the the only thing I would look at, and this is not a real thing, but if the the Jaguars are going to if they're going to win a game this year, they're going to have to surprise us one week. You know, if basically, I mean, your point about you can just bet against them every week and you'd be doing fine. Like they even they they're they're a, a two touchdown dog every week and they don't even seem to cover those. I mean, they covered that. Did they cover the Denver? They covered the Denver one, but but still, it's like you know they're a horrible, horrible team. But there's that there's that thing in the back of my mind all the time, like where I think, well, they pull one out, and is Tennessee a game that they could pull it out against? And I figure, well, yeah, Tennessee's not that good, so that's yeah. the only thing in the back of my mind. But the, my eyes shot, my eyes didn't shoot to the total. I never, look, I my, I guess I'm there's some that I just never look at totals, but. When I was when you sent me the the board of games the first place the first thing my eyes went to was okay what are the games where I feel like we can get a a big favorite down to basically a pick 'em where I feel like that's a, a solid play and this was the first one my eyes jumped to yeah and this and in terms of of you know playoff um, positioning and and things the the Titans are are right on the cusp of of playoffs so they're four and four. Um, they're one game, or I guess a half game back. The, the Jets are five and four in the last wild card. So if Tennessee wins this week, they'll, they'll keep pace with, uh, w- you know, with the playoff hunt. And I think that they they would see that as, you know, that's that's just something at home. Playoff positioning is is going on. Um, they have a just a better team. They've, you know, Chris Johnson as a running back is is sort of coming around. So, you know, it's a division game as well. So this isn't like they're going to see these guys again. So they're going to play Jacksonville again towards the end of the season. I think week 15 or 16 they're playing them. Uh, actually, week 16 they're playing them uh, in Jacksonville. So, you know, looking at the, the Jaguars' remaining games, uh, they have home. They play Arizona, Houston, Buffalo, and Tennessee. I mean, those four games, I don't know, maybe Houston's in a free fall in December and they can get a win there. Um, at Cleveland, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. They end the season against the Colts. I don't think that's really going to be something they could win unless the Colts lock something up pretty, pretty, you know, pretty well and they can right. you know, sit some players. But you know, between the Jaguars and and Tampa Bay being the being the uh, being the first team to win a game this year, um, you know, two teams and going in pretty, you know, pretty 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 poorly this season. And Jacksonville's more of a, a lack of talent. And I think Tampa Bay is more of a lack of, you know, locker room, any kind of locker room harmony. Right. So at some point, one of those teams is going to win a game. I mean, it's hard to go 0-16, just like it's hard to go 16-0. and um, But I don't know if this is the week against the Tennessee team that's, you know, fighting for playoff positioning, trying to get themselves lined up for a wild card spot, uh, seeing this as a game that they can, should, and have to win, um, you know, with, you know, with the way that the – with the way that the season's going to go, they have they still have the Colts twice. They still have Denver, um, so they have some games on their schedule that that are going to be tough. So they need to win these these winnable games, uh, and I think that they'll be able to do that this week. So, yeah. So so this pick would be you know the Jacksonville Tennessee game using two parts of the teaser in this. So we would go with Tennessee minus one and a half, and then we would go under fifty one points. Um, so yeah, so the the full teaser this week uh, is Eagles Packers over thirty seven points, and then 
Uh, game two would be Tennessee minus one and a half, and game three would be Tennessee Jacksonville under fifty one. And the big question is, how many bazaars do you give this teaser? I put this out at four bazaars. Whoa, so that's a strong play. Strong play. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking the Jacksonville, uh, the Tennessee uh, minus one and a half. I'm saying that's a that's a five. I mean, I just think that's that's just uh, that's just a play that I have to say is a five. It's too consistently a winner um, to say anything else. Um, uh, the Eagles over I marked as as a four, and the Jags under I uh, noted as a three. Just because who knows what will happen, Jacksonville uh, could surrender, you know, fifty points. You give up 50 points, and, and that there's the under for us. But I really think that's going to be a, a lower-scoring game. A lot of running and lack of offense from Jacksonville. We'll be able to keep it under 51. So, yeah, I'll give it four bazaars uh, for, the week 10, uh, for the Week 10 teaser. All right, and the one that I want to throw out there that I like, if you don't like any of if one of Fantasource's games, is the Saints um, with the teaser would be plus 3.5 at home against the Cowboys. Like I, I think the Saints are going to beat the Cowboys by thirty points. Honestly, like, like that that Cowboys defense is junk, and the Saints are going to be pissed off. And they're at home, and it's Sunday night. There's just to me, there's no way the Saints lose that game at all. And if you're, yeah, I, I have that one circled too. Yeah, yeah, coming off that loss at home night game. Yeah, I looked at that as as you know as another as another game that I liked. I like the kind of the Colts. You know, getting one and a half. They're getting yeah. a half point on the teaser against the Rams, but you know, St. Louis has kind of been a little scrappy the past couple of weeks. I don't know. Yeah, and the Colts. I'm still not buying the Colts. I don't care how many games they win. I'm just there's something about it I'm not buying. So yeah, and Carolina plus sixteen, getting sixteen on the teaser at San Francisco. Carolina's a good team. Yeah, um, San Francisco is also a good team. Getting sixteen. Um, you know, could be something where they could sneak in under the number, but, but yeah, those those didn't make the cut. But yeah, I, I like that uh, that New Orleans uh, teaser pick plus three and a half. Looks like it could be a, it could be a, a live game, um, especially coming off that loss uh, at Breeze at home off of a loss. You know, against the Cowboys team that just can't seem to stop anybody. So let, except for the Eagles. So <laughs> yeah. So let's tease next week finally, and we'll lead the the podcast off with it next week is the official explanation of why Fanasaurus's uh, Twitter avatar is what it is. We've been teasing this, I feel like, forever, but I, I feel like I want to give it top billing by saying it's coming up. So next week, you will be sure to be able to get that, that information. We'll lead the podcast off with that. Um, and just to recap once more, the three-team teaser, the four bizarre three-team teasers from Fantasaurus this week, um, gives us over... 37 Packers Eagles gives us Titans minus one and a half at home against the Jaguars and Titans Jaguars under 51 for the total. And, yeah. um, and hopefully we, we get to four and two this week. I'd love to see that. These are, yeah, these are early games. So before we even eat dinner, we'll know. What yeah. <laughs> you know, so you, you'll know whether you can go out for a nice dinner. Actually, yeah, you can super, supersize it or not. Yeah, if, that, if you are in an area in which gambling is legal, in other words, in other cases, this is for amusement purposes only. Exactly. All right, thanks, buddy. Good work. Perfect. Thanks, Mike. See you. See you. Bye. You got to know when to hold. Up.